and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. If you are new here, then I am so happy to have you. Welcome. You have come to the place where we talk about all things creativity and spirituality and life and what it means to be an ever-evolving human. And if you are returning, then welcome back. So today we have another solo episode and... Oh, I'm like kind of nervous for this one. This is a topic that I have been wanting to do a podcast episode on for many months now. The idea came to me probably like eight or nine months ago, but there was something holding me back. I was feeling resistant to it. And I've actually tried to record this episode on this topic two other times and It just like didn't feel right. And so today I'm going to attempt to do it again and just see what comes through. And and I'm trying to figure out in myself like why I'm so resistant to talking about this topic. And I think it's just the societal and personal stigmas that I have. You know, when you think of plant medicine, the first thing that comes to mind is like, a drug, something that's altering your natural state. And I'm the type of person that likes to be as natural as possible. I don't even really wear makeup. I don't drink. I don't do a lot of things. But my relationship with plant medicine and specifically what I want to talk about in this episode is cannabis, marijuana, um, and my relationship with cannabis and marijuana and how it has really been a tool to support me in my creative and spiritual practice. And in this podcast, we always talk about different tools that we use, like journaling, like walking, like meditation, like yoga, like all these different kinds of tools that you can use to really support you in your practice. Um, And plant medicine has been a huge tool in my practice. And it's something that I don't really talk about that openly and really share about. So we're going to dive into it in this episode. So get excited. Before we kind of get into it, I just want to give a little update. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, currently I am traveling throughout Latin America. So I've been traveling now for about two months maybe two months. Yeah, I think two months. (laughs) I honestly don't even know where the time has gone. I'm like, it's November now. I was reflecting on October and in the month of October, I started the month in Puerto Escondido in Mexico. Then I went to Antigua, Guatemala. I was there for like over a week and I was studying Spanish in Antigua. Then I went to Lake Atitlan, Guatemala and you know, was by the lake and learning more about Mayan history and cacao and learning about the cacao process because cacao is something that really is another tool that helps support me, another plant medicine, and just really inspires me. And I and I find the indigenous culture of Mayans just like so fascinating. I definitely feel like I have lived a few past lives in the Mayan um, culture. I just feel really like drawn to it. And it's interesting. I was in Mexico before, then I was in Guatemala, and then after Guatemala and immersing myself in the Mayan culture, I went to Peru. And it's funny because I was looking at my astrocartography map 
And I've been feeling called to come to Peru for like two years now. I don't know why, but I just felt really called to Peru. And I have an episode with Alyssa Lauren who talks about astrocartography, which is basically a map of the world. It's kind of like a map of the world combined with astrology. And you can look at where different places in the world hold different energy for you. So we did an episode with Alyssa Lauren about a year ago. So if you want to check out more about astrocartography, I know I shared that on my Instagram and a lot of you were really interested about that. So definitely check out that episode. But even in that episode with Alyssa, which was over a year ago, before I even had this idea to travel to Latin America, in that episode, I said I was feeling very called to Peru. So it's so funny that it, it all comes full circle. And here I am recording this episode for you. I'm currently in Cusco, in Cusco, Peru. I was in Lima last week and I loved Lima. Lima reminded me a lot of California, which is my soul home and where I lived for many years. So I felt very comfortable in Lima and now I'm in Cusco and I spent a couple days acclimating to the altitude. People downplay this altitude thing like, I was kind of nervous about it because they talk about altitude sickness and to take it easy your first couple days. But I will say that it took me like two and a half days to acclimate. This is the first day that I'm feeling better. I was feeling really like dizzy, nauseous, had a terrible headache, just was feeling really low energy, like couldn't even do anything. Walking upstairs was an issue. And that's because I went from sea level to over 11,000 feet, which is crazy. And it's a lot colder here because we're just literally on top of a mountain, which blows my mind. But anyways, I started talking about this because I'm really interested in indigenous cultures and ancient history and ancient peoples. And throughout my tour of being in Mexico, Guatemala, Peru, I really got to learn more about the history of the Aztecs and the Aztecs in Mexico, in Mexico City, the Mayans in Guatemala, and now the Incas in Peru. And so it's just so interesting kind of learning about these ancient cultures that are very still much alive in, in these places and really just feeling myself drawn to learning about them and, and their history and their wisdom because they, they ruled, they were empires, these massive empires for thousands of years before the conquistadors came. So I just find it all really interesting. But yeah, that was my travel update. So in October, I was in Mexico, Guatemala, now Peru, and it's just been a wild ride. I have an episode a couple weeks ago where I talked about solo travel and how solo travel will change your life. And I'm in the thick of it, right? I'm in the middle of my journey. I'm about halfway through my trip and so much comes up, so much to deal with, so much so much stuff that you normally wouldn't really look at because we're so busy in our daily lives. But I find for myself when I'm in a foreign country alone and it's just me that I can rely on, it's just me that's, you know, making all the decisions, it's just a lot. And so I'm feeling I'm feeling the weight of that today and over the past couple of days and was feeling really just doing a lot of like heart healing in Guatemala. And it's such a special sacred place. I think especially Lake Atitlan holds so such unique energy. And I think when you go there, you'll get exactly what you need. And so for me, it was actually really difficult because I was having a lot of past pain come up in my heart to be healed. And it was stuff that I didn't even, I wasn't even aware that I was carrying. And so yeah, it was just really heavy. And there was a moment where I was traveling from Guatemala to Peru and I had a layover in Miami because the flights, there was no direct flights from Guatemala to Peru. And I had a layover in Miami and I had this moment where I thought about like leaving my trip and going home. And I was just kind of 
just done. I was like tired of being alone. I was tired of doing it all on my own. I just needed help. I like wanted to feel the support of my partner or my family, my friends. And so I was really feeling just like done and tired. And I was sitting in the airport. I had an overnight flight from Miami to Lima and was really considering like hopping on a plane to Detroit where my partner, um, my partner's in Michigan and and really was tempted, but I knew that I had to keep going. I knew that I was being called to Peru for a reason. And so once I got to Lima, I felt instantly better. Like I said, it reminded me a lot of California. So I felt a lot more at home and just a lot more at peace. And the craziest thing happened. I It, it blows my mind. So basically, one of the big struggles that I've been facing this year is that my partner, my partner and I were living together in Connecticut. He was in the Navy and he just got out of the Navy and wanted to go to college, but he wanted to go to this very specific college in Michigan, in the middle of Michigan, in a town that has 8,000 residents in the middle of nowhere. Like there's nothing in this town. They have, they don't have any restaurants. There's like a Walmart and that's it. They don't have Target. They don't have Starbucks. They don't have like any amenities that being in the US, I'm used to having. And I love going to coffee shops and writing. I love going out to restaurants. I love exploring the town that I'm in. And this town really is just like middle of nowhere around just corn farms. So it's been a real struggle for me this year, really figuring out like where I want to live and where I want to be. And if my partner and I can do long distance for four years, which is a long time to do long distance. And just trying to figure out like the best course of action. And it's been really hard. That's been like a, an internal private struggle that I've been dealing with all year, really, since April, since we found out he was going to this school. And there was this whole period of us figuring out like, is he going to go? Is he not going to go? This is the school he really wants. Or are we going to go somewhere else together? Are we going to move to Florida together? And so just all of these questions and, and really just not knowing what is the best course of action. But there's something in him that is really drawing him to the school. It's what he wants to study. It what's, it's what he wants to learn. It's the environment he wants to be in. And so, you know, as a 28 year old going back to school, I think it's important that he's really excited about it and, and that he wants to go to that school. So I fully support him in that. But it's just, you know, brought me this big question of like, okay, well, what do I do now? Like, do I go live somewhere on my own? Where do I live? Do I just go travel? And so that's kind of the reason why I'm on this solo trip right now, because I was living with my partner, he left, he moved, and I didn't really know where else I wanted to go. I didn't really feel called to move back to New York City. I didn't really feel called to move to California. I didn't want to stay in Michigan because I didn't want to stay in that town. and was just kind of figuring my stuff out. And so I was like, perfect opportunity to travel. I love traveling. And every time I go on a solo trip, it really is this like deep, deep, deep spiritual process where I really uncover so many things that I didn't even realize I was covering and really just grow in such immense ways. And so that's what I'm doing now. But all of that is to say that this has been a big thing in my life. And so I get to Peru and I went on this, like, like the second day I was there, I went on a walking tour through this like artsy bohemian district called Barranco. It's really beautiful. It's by the ocean. It's just gorgeous. So I, I go on this tour and I meet this couple and they're like this very nice couple. They're like, yeah, we're both chiropractors from the Midwest. We like one of them lived in Wisconsin and the other one lived in Minnesota or whatever. And so we're like, okay, cool. You know, we start talking, we go on this tour together. Don't think much of it. So then later that night I was 
at the hotel that I was staying at, I've been staying at Selena. I've been doing their co-live program, which I highly recommend Selena if you're traveling around Latin America, but they also have locations, I think, in the US and Europe, but they have a ton of locations in Latin America and they're great. They have like a room for every kind of budget and it's great. So I've been doing the co-live thing, the co-live package, what have you. And so there was a bar in Selena and I was, I, I usually never go out to the bar. Like I said, like I don't drink when I'm traveling alone. I don't even really like to socialize. I don't like to meet people. I like to meet people, but I, I just like to be on my own. And I like to just have that alone time. That's just a thing. And, and I've had to work through like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Like, why aren't I meeting people and partying? But it's, it's like, I don't have the desire. I'm here for a different reason. And so I, this is all to say that like not once during my trip have I gone to a bar, have I hung out with people or anything like that. So I was at this bar, so it was like already unusual. I was at this bar with another solo traveler from Paris and we were talking and it was a lot of fun. And then the couple that we had met earlier came to the bar and we're like, oh, hey, we like met you at this walking tour or whatever. So, you know, we get to talking and the woman is starting to ask me like, why am I on my trip? And like, why did I come? And I was really just honest with her. I was like, my partner just moved to Michigan to a town in the middle of nowhere with 8,000 residents. And I don't know if I want to live there. And I, you know, I just don't know. I'm like trying to figure out my next step. And she's like, wait, where in Michigan? I grew up in Michigan. And I'm like, and I say the town and she's from the town. She grew up in the town that my partner is now going to school in. And I was just, my mind was completely blown because it was one of those moments that like, like how, how does that happen? How did I travel all the way to Peru to meet someone who is from the same place that my partner is currently living and has been kind of my question this entire year of like, do I need to live there with him? Can I live somewhere else and, and visit him? Does he need to leave? Like just this big question in my personal life. And it was just, and her parents still live there in this town. And she was like, yeah, like you should have dinner with my parents. And it just felt so, it was one of those moments where it couldn't have been more divinely guided. Like I, you know, I was questioning and doubting so much, but in that moment, it just felt like I was fully supported, like everything was going to be okay. Everything was going to work out exactly how it's meant to. And just like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe the amount of magic and support and alignment that had to have happened that I would meet this random couple from the Midwest on this tour. And we hadn't talked on the tour. Like if I hadn't gone out to the bar that night, I would have never known that these people were from the same town that my partner is living in. It was only because then I was at the bar, we saw them later and then got to talking that this information came out. So it just was so beautifully divine, such a beautiful synchronicity that really uplifted my spirits in such a way. It just meant so much to me because it really was that like divine guidance, that divine sign. And you know, it's so random. How on earth did I come all the way to Peru to meet one of the residents, one of the 8,000 residents? So I'm kind of rambling about it, but it's because it was just such a special, magical moment that I wanted to share with you all because even in like the lowest moments, there are signs of hope. There are signs of trust. There are signs of like, it's not all up to you. It's going to be okay. There is a higher plan for all of this. So I just wanted to share that story before we get into today's topic which is so unrelated, but today's topic is about plant medicine and how plant medicine has really supported me in my creative and spiritual practice. 
And I'm specifically wanting to talk about my relationship with cannabis, cannabis, marijuana, weed, whatever you want to call it. I always feel like weird not knowing what to call it. And I think I landed on cannabis because cannabis and creativity just sound good together. But first I want to acknowledge that I am very aware of the privilege that I feel that I'm able to come on this podcast and talk about this topic openly and freely because Cannabis is not legal federally in the United States. Many, many, many people, especially black and brown people, are in jail for possession or for use of uh, cannabis, and it's really a huge problem. So before I get into this topic, I wanted to just leave a resource um, for us, just in a way to pay it forward. And as I was doing some research, I found The Last Prisoner Project, and they have a cannabis justice initiative which is helping people who are currently incarcerated for cannabis-related activity to get them lawyers and to get them out and to really relieve, relieve um, the harms that it has done for people currently incarcerated for cannabis use. So I will leave that link in the show notes. I will also be making a donation in, in honor of me sharing on this topic and talking about this. And if you feel called, encourage you to donate as well. So... That being said, I want to dive into my relationship with cannabis because it's quite a long journey, a long story, and I kind of want you to have the backstory before I really get into how it's really supported me, specifically this year and 2020, but especially in 2021. I feel like our relationship just kind of made it to a whole new level, and I owe a lot of my growth, my insights, my creativity really to the support of this plant. So my relationship with cannabis, how did it start? So when I was younger, I had a really bad view of drugs and I considered weed under that umbrella of drugs. I have a brother who is severely mentally ill. He has schizophrenia and bipolar and he used marijuana at a young age. I think he was in school, in like middle school and it was like a thing. And I remember him being like a stoner and I just resented it so much because I saw how it changed my brother. And especially especially if you struggle with that kind of mental illness, marijuana can actually be really detrimental to you. And so this is just to say too, like this is not for everyone. I am in no way encouraging you to partake in plant medicine if you don't feel called. It's really a personal relationship that you cultivate and only if you feel called. So if you've never used marijuana and you don't want to, like more power to you, you don't need to. But if you have and you want to kind of explore and deepen your relationship and kind of tie it back to creativity and spirituality, then this is the episode for you. But if not, just enjoy these stories from my life. So growing up, I had a really bad view of cannabis. I always viewed it as something bad, as as it was a drug. Like I said, I saw how it changed my brother. I knew that it wasn't for everyone and just had no desire to partake. I was very much like, I'm a good girl. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. Very kind of straight, straight edge in that way. And then when I was a teenager, I was living in Pennsylvania. I grew up in Pennsylvania. And then when I was a teenager, we moved to California. And the town that we lived in, and this was before marijuana was legalized in California, but the town that we lived in was like one of the biggest weed growing regions in the country. Snoop Dogg has a song about it. Yeah, I forget what the song is. But basically... The town that I was living in is Grass Valley, Nevada City, and it's known for like a lot of hippies coming in, a lot of pot farms, a lot of people growing pot. During the fall, every season, when it's like 
trimming season. We get all these people coming in and we call them trimmigrants where they come in and, and they work on the pot farms. And bef- before this was all legal, I think they were doing it onto the table. And it was like this huge industry that that was kind of just like known about locally. And so a lot of people in California just smoke weed and it's just kind of a normal part of that culture. You don't really think much of it. But still, I was like, I'm not partaking. Like, it's bad. I'm a good girl. Like, no. And I remember even in high school, like, my friends were smoking weed. And, like, I was just like, no, that's not for me. Like, I was very focused on schoolwork and theater and all of the other stuff I was doing. And so it wasn't really until college that I tried weed for the first time. And the first couple times, like, I didn't feel anything I thought it was stupid. And then I remember like the very first time that I got very high, it was like a very bad type of high. Like I felt like I was dying. And all the times that I've smoked weed, this has only happened to me like two or three times. And definitely it was because it was like one of my first times and I didn't know what I was doing and probably took way too much. But I felt like I was dying. I like, it was like the worst feeling in the world. And I was like, how do people do this every day? Like what, what, what? Like, Is this what everyone's experience is like? Because I don't understand how this is enjoyable or pleasurable. Like all of the things that I had heard about weed where like, oh, it just makes you feel good. And then you have the munchies and want to eat. Like that was not my experience. And so I was really like turned off by it and was like, this is not for me. This is horrible. So that was like my sophomore year of college. And I didn't like after that experience, I didn't smoke weed for like a whole nother year after that. And then when I was a junior in college, one of my roommates like smoked weed occasionally. And we we started to create this ritual where we would go to this park in my school. I went to UC Irvine and they have this huge park in the middle of campus called Aldrich Park. And it's like this beautiful park. Um, it's yeah, it's beautiful. And so we had this ritual where like every every week, once a week, we would go to the park and like smoke a little bit and like get a little high and just like laugh and giggle and talk and have these like really deep soul conversations. And that was like my first experience really building a relationship with cannabis. And because I had never really been high before, I was really starting to learn like what it was to be high. And I was realizing like, oh, it's easier to be present. It's easier to laugh. It's easier to have fun. It's easier to let go of all the stress and the worries that I have in my day-to-day school life uh, in college and really just connect on like a deeper soul level. Like I was having these deeper soul conversations with my friends that, you know, we would have deep conversations usually, but it was just on this different level when we used marijuana. And so I was really starting to kind of build this appreciation for it and, and just use it very, very occasionally. So that was that. And then then it was like after that period in junior year where I would do it with my friends, I started to kind of do it alone. And at and, and that time too, like I had, I, I drank, I, I drank and partied my freshman year of college and a little bit of my sophomore year, but like towards the second half of my sophomore year to junior and senior year, I like stopped partying, stopped drinking. I just, alcohol never made me feel good. I just have a very low tolerance to alcohol. It just makes me feel terrible. Like I get terrible hangovers, I get terrible headaches. It really makes me dehydrated. So it's just, it's just personally not good for me. I, you know, if you drink alcohol, you do you. But personally, it's like not my substance of choice. And so, like senior year of college, I started to, if there was like a social gathering or a party where people were drinking, I would just prefer to smoke and prefer to smoke weed because it just made me feel better. And I felt more connected and more like could see each other at a soul level, if that makes sense. 
So that was kind of my relationship with it in college. And then post-college, I moved to Connecticut and I started using it occasionally like on my own. And I and that was like one of my favorite rituals for myself where I had a night to myself and I could smoke a little bit of weed and just feel really connected and really like alive and really present and really present with my feelings and emotions and something that I used to always say too is like whenever I had a problem in my life like let's say that I was dealing with an issue or something that was causing me stress or worry or a problem that I didn't really know how to solve I didn't really know the best way to go about it whenever I was high I would receive the answers to my problems and they were answers that I would then integrate and take with me post you know post my high session so it wasn't like I had just realized something when I was high and then I was like oh I I was high you know discount it it was like truly I would get to the core of things that were bothering me things that were presenting issues in my life and be able to carry those answers forward like I I used to say that it would just give me the answers to all my problems which is kind of incredible in a way so I started using it as a tool more for that like spiritual growth and I and because I always felt really connected really present when I was high it just allowed me to get more honest with myself and just deepen my connection with myself. And so I started using it like that. And then in, and it's still very occasionally. And then in 2020, beautiful 2020, the year that changed everything, you know, it, it was a hard year for a lot of people. And I started using marijuana, cannabis, weed, more regularly, like every day. And I was like every night, like it was kind of becoming an evening ritual where at the end of the night, after I had gotten all my stuff done, it was just like a really nice way to decompress, to relax, to just be with myself and to write. At this time, I, I was writing a lot. And one of my favorite things to do is to like get a little high and then just write because I find being high kind of like connects you to your soul very immediately and it, it kind of in my experience it's kind of like cuts through the ego it cuts through the bullshit so that you're not so in your thinking mind and you're more just connected to your body you're more connected to your senses like i said you're more connected to the present moment at least that is my experience if that's not your experience take it as you will but i think you know, something that I want to talk about and address in this episode is that any tool that you use, you know, when you're, you, and this can be anything, this can be food, sex, drugs, alcohol, uh, social media, even, even helpful tools. Yeah. Any, anything that you, you use, you know, it, it's all about balance. It's all about moderation and it's really all about intention. And so when talking about plant medicine, I think addressing intention is one of the most important things that you can address because, you know, there are so many people who can use these plants, these medicines to escape their reality, to escape, you know, to just to just get them out of their selves and really just get get somewhere else to really escape their reality. And, and you can do it really either consciously or unconsciously. And so what I've discovered within my relationship to weed, like that is a very fine balance between using it consciously, using it intentionally, using it as a tool to support you in your practice and using it as an escape mechanism, using it as a numbing mechanism, using it as an excuse to not feel your feelings, to not be present. You know, it's, it's this double-edged sword where on one hand it makes you intensely present and then on the other hand, 
on the shadow side of using marijuana, it can make you really not present. It can make you forgetful. It can make you really just numb and, and like you're escaping. And so I have definitely experienced both sides of the spectrum where I have been using it really intentionally, really consciously, and it's supported me in my growth like tenfold, especially during this year. I This is the first year in my life that I've been going to therapy regularly, and it's been a game changer. I did an episode a couple weeks ago called Healing Yourself and Your Past Through Creativity, and I talk a little bit more about my journey with therapy in that episode. But weed has actually been such a big tool and a support for me using post-therapy. So what I've done this year and how I've really like integrated it into a conscious practice is after my therapy sessions, like, you know, I have my therapy sessions on Fridays. So then later that night I will get high and I will process so many things that happened in my therapy session. I will write, I will walk while high, while using, while under the influence of marijuana. And it has helped me like unlock so many things that I don't think I would have unlocked on my own or would have taken me a lot longer to unlock on my own. And so I share this because You know, there are so many different tools that we can use to really get into our subconscious. And even even in creativity, when you're sitting down to create, you know, that is such a present activity. You know, you have to be fully present in order to be creative. You can't be creative unless you're present. And in this modern day and age, it's really hard to be present, right? It's it's so hard. We're distracted all the time by social media, by Everything that's going on in the world, just just our modern day and age, where we are not, our modern society does not support a practice of presence. And so it's really important for us to cultivate that practice of presence for ourselves. And so whether that's going for a walk and being really mindful of the steps you're taking and your surroundings and looking at nature, or if it's writing and being really present with your feelings and emotions and processing and and writing from your soul from a really deep connected place and not from the mind. In my writing workshops, I always say write from the body and not the mind because the mind has a whole bunch of shit going on and uh, the body really is our tool of, of being present and feeling sensual, really engaging all of our senses. Another way you can do this is with a meditation practice. You can really drop into a meditation practice and ground yourself. But if you've ever meditated, you know that it takes some time to really drop into a meditation practice. For me, it can take upwards of 20 minutes to really drop into that like sweet spot. You know, at first when I sit down, my, my head is full of thoughts. I'm, I'm feeling all of these things um, and really can't get to that place of like presence and peace and stillness until you know a certain amount of time it's kind of like you have to warm up to it and so I found that to be true with all these other different practices that I've used to support myself throughout my spiritual and creative practice but marijuana weed cannabis has been a tool that has kind of like is a shortcut in a way and I feel even weird calling it a shortcut because part of me wants to think like no you have to you know, move through the stages. But if this is a plant that is natural, that is grown from the ground, that has no chemicals, no um, additives in it, like why wouldn't we use that to support ourselves? And this is also another thing that like, it, it's, it actually makes me really angry that something like alcohol is so accepted in our society and it's so easy to get alcohol and you can, you know, no one thinks twice if you like go out to a bar with friends and get super drunk or whatever. 
And again, no judgment, but I think it's so crazy that like there's this substance that is really detrimental to your physical health, to your mental health. It's just not good for your body in any way. Like it's it's not. And of course, everything in moderation, but if you're, you know, drinking in excess, it's really not good for your physical health. Marijuana, on the other hand, is completely natural. It grows from the ground. It's a gift for Mother Earth, in my opinion. And there has been no studies or anything like that on the detriments to your physical health. I think there is some research on like how it affects the brain when you do it young, which is definitely something to look at and something to be aware of, but nothing like the effects that it has on your liver or anything like that. So I just think it's crazy that alcohol is so accepted and, and we don't think twice about it, but marijuana is still like this thing that is illegal in many parts of the world and many parts of the U.S. And we're only just now kind of seeing a lot of states start to legalize it. And this whole, this whole industry is kind of booming in certain states like California, like Colorado, places like that. So that was kind of my side note. But going back to how it's really supported in me in my creative and spiritual practice. So like I said, it, it gives me answers to the problems that I'm seeking and it helps me feel like I live in a connected universe. It helps me feel more present. It helps me feel more relaxed and just more blissful and more connected to the beautiful things of life. And I found that to be so incredibly important in my creative practice. And so, like I said, one of my favorite rituals is getting a little high and writing. And I found that writing as a tool, especially post-therapy, when you're trying to process something, when you're trying to figure out your emotions and how you're feeling about something, or you're trying to seek clarity for something that's going on in your life, like writing has been such a tool for for getting that clarity, for processing, for feeling. And being high while writing has allowed me to access parts of myself that are, are buried so deep that it would take a lot of work um, to get there if I was just using breath work, meditation, just journaling. Like, of course, you can get to that place of flow through a creative practice. That's the whole point of creative practice. But I found that marijuana can be really a tool to help you to help support you finding that flow quicker, finding that flow easier so that when you're not high, you can kind of access it from a different point. So those have been kind of the benefits. And I will say, you know, I have also experienced it on the flip side of using marijuana as an escape, an escapist tool when I'm not feeling good for whatever reason. And instead of really sitting with myself and being present with those emotions, like using marijuana to just kind of make it all go away and to make myself feel better. And it, it's such a, it's such a delicate thing because I think, you know, we use so many different tools to escape and that can look like TV, that can look like food, drugs, sex, anything. And none of these things by itself are bad. But when used unconsciously, when used to escape, when used to numb, that's when it can become sort of a problem. And so I had an experience actually when I was in Guatemala and I was having a really hard time processing a lot of things that were on my heart and was feeling really alone and, and feeling like I didn't really have support and was just feeling like really, really, really low. And so I was using marijuana to escape my reality. And instead of it giving me that feeling that where I feel connected, where I feel present, where I feel really good and like I have the, the answers to my problems, it was actually making me feel worse. And I was 
using more and more trying to get myself to that level and it wasn't working because what I actually needed was to just sit in the uncomfortability of those emotions and really explore from a sober place of of what is going on and deal with that. You know, there was definitely something that I wasn't looking at that I was trying to avoid, which is why I was escaping my reality. And so again, there's no judgment. Like I'm not, I'm not judging myself in this moment of, of that I used marijuana to escape, but it's just, it's just interesting to really note the difference for yourself and when you're using it consciously and when you're using it unconsciously. And I think when you can use plant medicine, when you can use marijuana in a very conscious way, like it can change your whole life. And I I wanted to speak on this topic because even like I said in the beginning, I was feeling a lot of resistance to sharing this because of the stigmas, because of, you know, my brain like being like, well, I don't, I don't need anything to get to that level. I don't need anything. But if we really change our mindset and think of it more as a tool to support you, and if it's done in a very safe, conscious, intentional way, then it can be so supportive in your evolution, in your soul's journey. And just wanted to share my personal experience with you. And I will also say that like, I know many people, many friends that like marijuana doesn't work with them. It makes them super anxious. And so if that's your experience, like let that be your experience. It's not, it's not a tool that's meant for you. You know, maybe there's another plant that can support you in your evolution. Like even like lavender, lavender is such a beautiful plant that can really help you relax and de-stress and stuff like that. And so maybe it's not for you, but if you kind of feel that innate calling and I, and I think like yeah, just developing a relationship with a plant is such an interesting concept because, you know, it's not very much talked about in society, but I think it's more and more becoming okay to talk about these relationships with these things that are not living, but they are here to support us and here to be a tool to support us in our evolution. So I feel like I've said that maybe 10 times, but it's because I really feel that and and really feel like it has supported my creative practice and allowing me to be present and allowing me to get past my egoic mind and really connect back to my spirit, my soul, all that is beautiful and divine in the universe and allow me to kind of have more ideas and and really just kind of get a different perspective of life. I I feel like this is going to sound kind of weird, but when I'm high, I, so I'm kind of big on like, you know, we, we hear the term holding space, which has become such a, like such a funny term these days, but holding space and setting a container and setting a portal for magic. And I think that when you have intention, when you have conscious intention and you decide to set a container and hold space, like magical things happen in that container that wouldn't have otherwise because you didn't have the space or the container to hold it in. Otherwise, it's just like energy that's floating in the air and can't be like caught and like held within a boundary. And so even doing these podcast episodes are an example of holding a container, of opening a portal. You know, I don't have these normal conversations. I don't have these I don't have these types of conversations normally in regular life. It's like within the container of a podcast recording something something else happens and I enter a different portal and different downloads come through even when I'm talking with a guest like we get into deep stuff that wouldn't have happened if we were if we were just conversating in normal life so I feel that same way about marijuana that when you partake in this plant you open up a portal you open up a container for magic to happen and so something that I've experienced in my own practice is that when like like 
you know, in my regular conscious life, my regular daily life, like, you know, my brain works in a certain way and, and I have these certain thoughts and I just go through life and it is what it is. And then when I'm high, I feel like I enter a different portal. And when I'm high, I can like remember other times that I were high. Like it connects me back to other parts of myself and, and other experiences that I've had when I was high. So it's like this weird, continuous portal and it kind of makes me think about like time and how time is maybe non-linear I mean time is definitely non-linear but yeah how it just like it kind of warps time in that way I don't know if any of you have ever had that experience if you have let me know because I yeah I'm not sure if you will get it but I just had to mention that too because that's what I feel so yeah so basically I'm sharing this with you today to maybe get it, get you thinking about different plant medicines, different ways that they can support you. Marijuana has been like my number one plant medicine support. I haven't done any other, I, I, I'm gonna call them drugs, but other plant medicines except for ayahuasca. I attended an ayahuasca ceremony in 2020. And that was a whole experience that I've been wanting to share on the podcast as well. So I'll probably do a separate episode at some point sharing my experience with ayahuasca. So if you're interested in learning about or hearing about that experience, definitely let me know. And that will give me some motivation and encouragement to share that experience. But marijuana is the only other plant medicine or drug, quote unquote, that I've ever done. I've never done LSD or, or any of that other stuff. If you have, great. I hope you had a good experience. But yeah, just, just wanted to say that like you can, you can use plant medicines to support you and to also use it as a ritual, to use it as something very special to connect with yourself, to connect with your creativity, to connect with your soul, right? That's why we're here, to connect with our creative souls. And so if, if you find that marijuana helps you in doing that, then like all power, all encouragement to you. And if it doesn't work for you, then that doesn't work for you. And, you know, all of these tools that I mentioned on this podcast are really just things that you could put in your toolbox if they work for you. And if they don't work for you, like leave them. But yeah, just wanted to share my relationship and my experience with it because it's been such a such a special relationship and I'm so grateful for it because it has really supported me through some difficult, challenging times and has really just made me more aware of who I am as a creative soul. And I think that's just so beautiful and so grateful to Mother Earth for for producing these plants and you know, even for the indigenous cultures too that have used these plants for thousands and thousands of years in ceremonies and have used them really consciously and it's only in, you know, the past couple hundred years that, you know, the whole war on drugs in American history and, and a lot of people being incarcerated for these natural plants is just really mind-blowing. Um, and I don't want to get into it too much because there's just so much that goes into that. But yeah, just being really aware of that and just being grateful to mother earth being grateful to the spirit of marijuana of cannabis thank you i feel like she's a very feminine spirit at least that's how i experience her and just grateful for all of you for listening and for being open to this topic and maybe it inspired you maybe it turned you off i don't know i don't know what your reaction is but that's what i have for you today thank you for listening thank you for being here I will keep you updated on all my travels um, currently in Cusco and I'll be in Peru for another couple more weeks. But we have another interview coming out next week and just want to say thank you again for being here and sending you lots of love.
I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.